Well, I, God, I was so blessed. This morning, I get to be a part of praying for our church for this service this morning. We meet at 8.45 over here. So just an invitation if you guys ever want to come join us, right? We, prayer is powerful, right? Amen. It's important. God said to do it, so we should do it. <laughs> you know, I work with uh, pre-K, so the four- and five-year-olds, on other Sundays, and we've been talking about worship, and, you know, when you're with kids and you're trying to explain to them something like worship, and kids are just so good, and, you know... Um, It was a little tough for me, you know, other than saying, you know, we're, we're, we're thanking God and praise and worshiping him. And honestly, this verse in Revelation 4 that talks about those creatures that are at all night and day, night and day, they're worshiping the throne, worshiping God and saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. I was reading that and I was thinking, I was like, they know something that, and they see something that I don't know yet. You know, like to a certain extent, you know, for that to be their response, right? They're responding to who God is. And I remember growing up and I'd read uh, autobiographies or biographies on uh, missionaries and their faith in God and believing in him. And I just, I, I had the same feeling of like, they know something. For them to have that faith and believing that God is gonna come through for them in that final hour, I was like, they know something. In prayer this morning, you know, getting to pray with people who just, you, you're experiencing just the love of God and his spirit and you're like, there is something there, something that I want to know more about, right? And God is so good. So that should cause this response, this response of, Lord, I want to know you more. And praise the Lord for his Holy Spirit. He's the best teacher, right? He's the best teacher. Um, so this morning, that's my prayer. Let's stand together. We're going to pray together. And that's my prayer this morning, is just like in heaven, those creatures, that their response of seeing who God is, worship him night and day, that, that with that awe, we'd have that revelation. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and what you did to make this possible, Father. We are your church, Father. I thank you that we get to live, lift your name, Father, in response to your goodness and to who you are, Father, and in response to how you love us, how you first loved us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we praise you. We glorify you. We honor you today. This is the day that you have made, so we rejoice, and we are glad in it. We thank you for all the good things you do for us. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, your mercy, your love, 
your patience. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the love of Jesus that surpasses our knowledge, goes beyond our mere knowledge. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father, that, that we're in your kingdom and that we have your life, that your life permeates our bodies, permeates this, this place in here this morning. We thank you for what you're going to do. And, Father, we just keep our expectors on, anticipating to hear from you, to hear from heaven. And so we thank you that that's going to happen and that's going to take place in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. You can be seated. Well, this morning is a, a special morning. It's MTC. We're, we're looking at that and going to be honoring the students and recognizing the teachers and just everything that transpired this year. It was, a, it was an amazing year. It was an interesting year. And so in case if you're visiting here, I am not Pastor John, <laughs> unless you want to consider me a shorter, balder version. Well, then other than that, I, I, I am not him. And so are we doing the announcements and yes. offering now? So who's ever doing the offering announcements? You want to come up? Well, good morning. So today I want to look at, for the offering message, Proverbs eleven twenty four through 25. There's one who scatters and yet increases all the more, and there's one who withholds, and yet it results in want. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will be watered. So our giving is a reminder of the blessing God gave us when he gave his son. And everybody knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So there's three things out of that verse that I find. First, God's motivation for giving his son was love. Secondly, he gave himself in the person of Jesus and thirdly, he gave in response to our need. So, uh, where am I under? So, I want to share a couple quotes on giving. Billy Graham said, "If a person gets his attitude towards money straight, it will straighten out almost everything in his life." He also said, remember this, you can't serve God in money, but you can sure, certainly serve God with your money. John Wesley said, I judge all things only by the price they shall gain me in eternity. And this is from Richard Branstein. It is possible to give without loving, but it's not possible to love without giving. Must be something else here. So let's pray. Thank you, Father, that in the same spirit that lives in Jesus, lives in us as born-again believers. Teach us to so love we give our best to meet the needs and opportunities that are set before us. And I think up here are the ways to give. Well, you can give in the box back there. You can bring money in to the office during the week. Or you can go on River Valley Christian Church's website. There's a big donate button. Give your best.
Good morning. Y'all doing okay out there? <laughs> we should be. It's nice out finally. <laughs> Amen. Well, as was said, well, my name is Jean Lawrence, and my husband and I, Brad, I had the privilege this year of being the directors, administrators over MTC, which is our ministry training center. And um, it's a special day, like Brad said, today, because we are going to honor not only the students, but uh, the instructors that were a part of this. And how many know it's good to celebrate? You know? Yes! <laughs> we're party people, right? <laughs> so anyway, MTC was started last September 2021. And when Brad and I uh, approached Pastor John about what we had in our heart, little did we know that this was something that was also in his heart and a part of the vision that he had for RVFM. And how many know that um, you can have a vision for your life, for your ministry, for your business, for your family? And how many know that that vision can grow and expand as the Lord leads? Amen. Amen. And um, so the idea of the, of the training center was birthed in July of 2021. And after many meetings with Pastor John, Brad and I, uh, the potential instructors, we actually started this in September at the very end of the month. So three months later, we birthed a, a ministry training center <laughs> with the help of the Lord, obviously, right? So anyway, um, the school started with about 35 students, and we will complete our first year now this next Thursday, May um, 19th. So the group of instructors that we had were amazing, and we're going to introduce them later. But I kind of just wanted to um, go through a little bit what MTC was all about. I know we always have new people that come, and maybe some of you weren't here before when we talked about it. So just very shortly, we're going to start off with... Um, and what the vision is. And so it's training and equipping men and women in the word of God to be effective leaders who, with godly character and in the power of the Holy Spirit, will transform nations for the glory of God. And so that is actually the vision for RVFM. So it was good because MTC is a part of RVFM, so we just adopted that, um, the vision that we have. And so then the school um, is actually just a one-year school. It runs from September to May. And, um, or it can be a, if you went to a Karis Bible School or some other Bible school for two years, it can be a third year for you. And so we had four different tracks. We had a minister's track. We had a worship track, an audiovisual track, and a children's ministry track. And so the students that could participate in MTC were ages 18 years and older. And currently, and I say currently because how many know things can always change. But this last year, we just had it open to um, if you currently were attending one of the RVFM churches. And so that's where it was at that point. Um, we met on Thursday nights. In person, we didn't want to do video, even though we're not opposed to doing video or anything, but we just had it in our hearts to just meet once a, once a week and meet in person. And like I said, it ran from September to May. And then each class for each track was at 50 minutes in length. 
So we went from 6.30 to 7.20, and then we took a break, and we went from 7.20 or 7.30 to 8.20. And so then there were two classes per track. And so if you were in the worship track, you had two classes, and then at the same time the, the uh, minister's track was running, there was two classes and on and on. And so then what the students did is they picked one track that they wanted to follow that whole year. So whatever track you were in, that's the track that you did. And so we always said, hey, if you like that track and you wanted to do another one, then you can go next year and take a different one. Anyway, and all the classes were held here at RVCC. And then I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about some of the courses that were taught. And this wasn't a Bible school per se, like we weren't teaching uh, different uh, subjects about um, you know, different subjects in the Bible. We were actually doing ministry training classes, training up leaders uh, to go back into their churches. And so a lot of the things that we taught that you can see up there are maybe not things that you would get in a Bible school class. And so um, the minister's track, we had ministry board and finan financials, uh, the minister's family. How many know that the minister's family is important? <laughs> Um, we did leadership principles, spiritual guidance, pastoral care, and this is just some of the classes that we did. How to conduct weddings, funerals, and baptisms, church administration, character development. And like I said, that was just some of the classes that were in um, the minister's track. Then we had the worship track, and this was just some of the things that Jamie had um, taught. Creating a culture. Pastor, worship, leader, um, relationship, which is very important, right? Uh, team assembling, leading a team, leading a congregation, and lab days, where you actually got to practice <laughs> what you learned. All right, and then the audiovisual track. I love John's uh, descriptions here. Sound system basics, just enough to get you in trouble, but not enough to get you out. <laughs> He was really creative with his titles. I loved it. Decibel, to be or not to DB. <laughs> Hertz, the relationship between audio and car rental. Of course, we know that wasn't true. <laughs> Soundboard operation, control is only an illusion. Joint worship and audio team lab, be afraid, be very afraid. Video and theatrical stage lighting, sunglasses are mandatory. <laughs> Don't you love them? <laughs> then the children's ministry track, uh, vision and administration, family special needs, curriculum and supplementary, supplementary lessons, and uh, then uh, supplementary lessons two, presentations, classroom flow, worship with children, camp vision, and outreach. All right, so I just want us to look at a short video. We're going to take a brief look at this past year. So I want to thank Shiloh Goodwin, who's back there. <laughs> he put that together for us. You know, we also had a couple of um, orientation sessions where, well, we had one orientation session, then we had a couple of large group sessions where we had um, instructors from Keras come. We had Arthur Menchus, which was in October. Yep, and then we had um, Greg Moore, 
who just came in March, April. So, and we were blessed, so blessed to be able to have them come and speak to uh, the MTC students. All right, so like I said earlier, and what you heard just Dennis say, so thank you, Dennis, for that transition there. (laughs) We had an amazing group of instructors. I mean, they were amazing. So this training center would not have been possible if they were not willing to give their time and to share their knowledge and experience with the students. And what they gave to them was not only invaluable, but it was for eternity, what was imparted to people. And so at one point, I know Pastor John had added up all the ministry years experienced between all of us. And how many years was that? A thousand years experience. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? What a blessing, yeah. So now I'd like to introduce the instructors to you. So when I call your name, would you please stand and remain standing? And let's hold our applause until we're done, okay? So Pastor John and Debbie Neitzel, Pastor John and Julie Moe, Pastor Jonah Fetzler, Pastor Vern Norton, Pastor John and Jen Logan, Brian Eager, Kathy DeMar, Karen Haynes, Shiloh Goodwin, Jamie Schwartz, Kayla and Peter Molnar, Joy Schwartz, Grace Justin, Katie Penning, Chris Swanson, John McCallum, and Brad and Jean Lawrence. Thank you. And you may be seated. And there is one other person that I'd like to thank and acknowledge. Her help and input were so much appreciated. And I know that we could not have done this without her. So thank you, Tally Neitzel. All right, so like I said earlier, you know, um, I always like to do this, and I have learned it before, that it's good to rehearse and celebrate your victories in life. Amen? And so, you know, when we focus on those victories, we can see what God has done in our lives, right? Sometimes we can have where we focus on the negative, and we miss all the things that God has done in our life. And so it's good to focus on those things, and it helps us keep an attitude of gratitude and helps us believe and have, and have faith, you know, that if God did it before, he'll do it again in your life. Amen? So um, he is faithful, he is faithful, and he is faithful to his word. So today we're going to celebrate with the students their completion of MTC. And, you know, one of the things I had in my heart, too, is, you know, we're saying that we're celebrating the students and the instructors and blah, 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 but you know what? Jesus Christ He was a big part of all of this, and so we want to honor him for all that he did, you know, through all the instructors and and with the students and everything. And so um, each student will receive a certificate to indicate their completion of um, the MTC. And um, 
it's in their respective chosen track. And so their certificate reads RVFM Ministry Training Center Awards, whoever, with the certificate of completion of the Ministry Training Center in whatever track it was, by completing these track classes has proved to show diligence and willingness to learn and grow in this area for greater use in the kingdom of God. Awarded this day, Sunday, May 15th, 2022. So I'm going to ask um, one by one each of the track leaders to come up and they're going to share a little bit about their track and then present the certificates for the students. So Jamie, you want to come up? I'll get you the student. They're all worried I wasn't going to give her the mic. <laughs> I know I got to give her the mic. Good, good. This feels comfortable. Um, so I figured the I was told to not speak for 30 minutes, but I feel like the only way I can tell you how the worship track went is if I teach you a 50 minute. So I'm going to start with that. <laughs> I won't. Um, we worked on... Oh gosh, you saw just a very small snippet of things that we've talked about. And I can think of creating a culture was the very first one of how do we make it a practice on the ministry team of, of the worship ministry team of you have a heart to serve, but yet you don't wear your heart on your sleeve. And this was a, a thing that we've talked about every lesson of we would come together and we would recite four things of how you don't walk away with offense. You know, wear your heart on your sleeve or your gift on your sleeve so that you're basically preparing yourself for, I'm going to get corrected and that's okay because it's in love. So the amazing thing is that I had probably a 90, 95% overall of our entire worship team that actually showed up because they want to serve you better. So that's amazing. And I, I love you guys for that. Okay, so I'm just going to present these. Ooh, I'm so excited, you guys. Ooh, a year long of this. You guys did great. So one, of, one person that went through, but also as one of my instructors, was Kayla Molnar. And you were fantastic. Yes, come here. Yes. So all my, all my worship people, go ahead, come up. I love you. You did a good job. <laughs> you get to hug. Good job. Yes. Oh, now you have to stay up here. Good. Um, I, don't have her, I don't have her here. Maybe she is here. Zoe. Zoe Logan, oh, there she is. Yay. You did it. Okay, next we have Beth Ham. He's in the class. Good. We'll have her come in. He'll go grab her. Good. Gwen Roden. Good job. You learned a lot this year, didn't you? I love you. Cheryl Cargill. Aaron Daniels. You Tally Neitzel. Beth Ham, good, you walked in. Good, good, good. <laughs> Sabina Mellon. 
Sabina said she was going to take it again. <laughs> she's coming back. Uh, Katie Penning, I don't think she's here today. I didn't see her, but there she is. Woo! Rita Henke. Hug quick, Caleb Calger, Cargo. <laughs> I know who you are. Thanks for switching my name. Oh, no. I love you. What's your name again? Did you come to my course? Grace Justin. Grace. Love you. Good job, you guys. Children's ministry track. Is Karen and Shiloh both doing it? Well, we didn't have a large crowd. Well, we did sometimes have a large, large crowd because we, we um, made it open to um, all of the children's workers in the church here, and, um, but they didn't come every class, so... They don't get a certificate. But anyway, <laughs> we did have only two faithful ones. And it was a difficult class to minister to them because they've been in ministry for so many years, both of them. And I don't know if we actually shared anything new with them, but it was good to review the things, vision and everything else that um, hopefully was some blessing to them. So I'm going to do one, and you can do the other one. Do you, got any, do you have anything else to say? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was the least experienced one in the room when we were there, but yet they were still, uh, Lind, uh, Lorna and Jane were so receptive to what we had to say, and uh, no matter if it was me teaching or her teaching, they, they would listen and take notes, and then we would have conversation afterwards. So it was, it was good for me to be able to experience that with someone who, I mean, I should be learning from them, but yet they were willing to listen and uh, gather knowledge from the two of us. Lorna is here. Uh, so Lorna Howie. And her other one is Jane Taves. Is she here? Oh, Jane. She's probably busy getting ready for the crowd of kids coming into church up in East St. Paul. She's actually the children's, going to be the children's minister in East St. Paul Church. Um, so. See, we trained her up and sent her out. <laughs> That's the idea, right? All right, audiovisual, John. Jamie always kids me about going outside my comfort zone. Standing here is outside my comfort zone. Okay, um, I had to change the class slightly just because of who we had, you know, signing up for the class. So the focus for this year was uh, live sound sound reinforcement, meaning the sound that's right here in our sanctuary. Now, as far as with the course, first I gotta say thank you to Jamie. 
uh, she allowed the audio group and the worship group to get together for the coursework, basically for the first hour of the, of the class. Now, one of the biggest problems in any church is that over here you've got the worship group, over here you've got the audio group. By bringing the two groups together, we form a worship team that can work together and both sides understand what's going on. Jane did, thank you. Now, uh, this was not an easy course. Um, they had to pay attention in class, they had to study, they had to research. Early on, I gave the final, final, it was an open book test. I didn't care where they found the answers. The key was they had to find the answers because of 100 questions, they had to have 95 correct. And no, I was not giving breaks, although, <laughs> Guys, they came, up with, they came up with a title for me. And I had to give it a bonus point, all right? But I, it was the exalted chancellor of all things auditory. <laughs> okay. But to give you an idea of some of the questions, um, it basically went from, uh, what is the magnetic skin effect? Have fun trying to answer that one. Or, how do you change the resonant frequency of a speaker cabinet? Anybody else here know it? They do. <laughs> but uh, in essence, what they have done is they've taken the, the major step of going from just being a soundboard operator to actually being an audio engineer. Um, I suppose it might be time to give people an idea of what's coming next. Um, first, somebody I, I, I follow on YouTube had a prophetic word that the gospel would be spread through the lens of the camera. And that stuck with me basically for past couple of years, and I believe that's how we're going to spread the gospel through River Valley Fellowship Ministries. Video is going to play a key portion. So Pastor Peter and I have been having discussions, and uh, the, next group, uh, the next go around will basically be focused on, uh, uh, on the live stream. So that means Video production editing, studio soundboard operation, uh, studio recording, multi-track sound editing, podcasting, and music album production. Jamie, balls in your court. <laughs> but here, here's the thing is, we've got the tools, we've got the talent, we just need the motivation. So that, all right. Victims, come on up. <laughs> okay. Brian Howie.
Congratulations. <laughs> Jeremy Schwartz. And Joe Cargill. Thank you very much. And last but not least, the minister's track. How do you follow something like that? <laughs> you know, I was sitting there. I got my. I was sitting there thinking. You know, they should have gotten received bachelor's degrees <laughs> this, this morning for 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 going through and surviving that. Well, the minister's track, all these people have been a part of it. They've participated in it. And the heart for the minister's track that when we had started that one was to, of course, go on the practical side of ministry, lean more on the practical side of ministry, but also just as, inst as instructors, just to get real with people. Because one of the things that, that was in our heart is that when they do go out there in whatever capacity that they minister in, that they can avoid some of the mistakes that we made throughout and not shoot themselves in the foot like we have have many times. And so they, they heard things. I know when I, when I went to Rama, Brother Hagen had said that, I'm going to tell you things that I don't tell out there. I'm going I'm to share with you things I don't share out there. And I can remember at one point he told us, he was talking about when he pastored, and he, and he warned us, he says, don't pastor the way I did. They'll, they'll shoot you nowadays, <laughs> he said. And, uh, and so, but like I said, every instructor was, a, was a, uh, a huge blessing. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But I'm going to have all the people come up. Bob McClung. And Bob down here. Patty Bredo. Wayne Bredo. Wayne is here. There he is. <laughs> Hiding back there. <laughs> Guarding the door. <laughs> Raymond Moore. Mark Bezajek. This morning I had to check on some last names to make sure I was going to pronounce them right. <laughs> Nathan Arden. Dennis Damar. Jesse Cunningham. <laughs> Linda Bearhow. Shiloh Goodwin. And Teresa Matson.
Amen. So let's give them a hand and they can go and be seated. Let's just stand for a moment. We'll stretch before I get into my hour sermon. <laughs> Let's just pray again. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is alive and is full of power. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this earth. We thank you for the, for the power of your kingdom and, and, the, and the power of the church, the body of Christ, and the opportunities we have this day and this hour to bring change in this world, to trump what the world is, the, the spirit of the world is doing, bringing the spirit of God in. And so, Father, we thank you that as we just look at some of these things this morning, that we can walk out of here encouraged, knowing that you are going to work through the body of Christ. That means you're working through each one of us individually. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can be seated. You know, I first wanted to say, just with the instructors we had, I mean, we, we had the best. I mean, we, re, we really did. You know, in, in 40, 40 years of, of uh, walking with God and, and, and going to Ramah, and just the, some of the people that I was able to, to sit under, and, and just, you know, I, I sat you know, in, a, in a minister's class and, and just... With the with the worship and and the leadership that's there, I mean, and just and just hearing the wisdom and the insight that they had and the and the word and it was just rich, it was very rich, and I thought I would sit under any one of them, you know, because I did in the middle school class I did sit under pretty much all of them, but I I would just be blessed to sit under any of them and just the things that that came out, so we're blessed here. We are, we are really blessed with a, with a quality of, of ministry that God has brought in here in this church and in RVFM. And so, I mean, you know, just all the different tracks that were there and, and their riches. And the whole thing is, we're just going to get better. <laughs> I mean, this is a, I mean, I, at times I'd say in the minister's track, you're, you know, we'll get better, but you won't be here, but we'll get better. And that, and with all of us, you know, as an instructor, as soon as you're through, you think, well, I could have done this and I could have done that. And so with any school that, that, uh, we just, we just keep getting better. Amen. And be more effective. I just want to read, and I'm really not going to be very long. I'm just going to read a couple verses of scripture and go to Ephesians chapter four and we'll read verse 11. Just a couple things that were, that were on my heart here. And we'll be staying in the book of Ephesians, then we'll be going to, to chapter 1. But verse 11 says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. It says, For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So it says he gave some. So we have the fivefold ministry there. And he says the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to equip. In the King James, it says to perfect, but that really is, means to, to equip. It says the saints for the work of ministry, it says there. But if you really look at it, I heard a minister that used to come around years ago, Anthony Wade, and I remember he had ministered at our church one time. And he says for the work of your ministry. We each have a ministry in here. And 
I know, you know, through the years and in the direction I'm going to go, we have to really realize that we, each of us in here really do have a ministry. And each of us in here, <clears throat> excuse me, really do have an anointing to impact the world, to impact those that are around us. And so, as you go to uh, chapter 1, in verse 11, <clears throat> It says, in him we have also obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his word, his will. It says, it says here, in whom we obtained an inheritance, it says, being predestined according. So we're predestined according to the purpose of him. And it says, who works all things according to the counsel of his will, where that actually means the purpose of his will. So God is working all things. He's moving all things. He's moving his kingdom, his plan, and his purpose according to his will. And his will is that people come out of darkness and into light. Because right now, people are sitting in darkness. The word of God in Isaiah talks about deep darkness. It talks about gross darkness. And so we're sitting in here today, and there's people out there, and they're sitting in such darkness, and they can't find their way out. But they're looking for their way out, even though they're not fully aware of it. They're, they're looking for their way out. And having, like I said, having been around these things for 40 years and, and, and around the things of God and the Spirit of God, one thing we see, one thing I've seen happen from, from 40 years ago up until now, as, as time went on, one thing I, I see happening is that we, the church, are, are functioning and we're ministering in kind of a different capacity than what it was way back then. When I first got saved back in 1982, when, when I came in, I was fortunate enough to go right into the Word of God. I knew, I knew about faith, the Word of faith. And so when I, when I came up through, I knew nothing else. And so I grew up in a denomination, but I was also, I was always thankful that I didn't pay any attention. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't have to work any, any of that, any of that stuff out of me. And so, and, but back then it, it was really, and it still is today, but there was a huge emphasis on the Word of God. And so you would go, we'd have, you'd have, your church would have meetings and they'd be go two weeks long. And, and they would be every night, and the churches would be packed out every night because people were so hungry for the Word, hungry to, be, to have the Word of God ministered to them. And at that time, you, all, you had the Word of God, but you also had accompanying signs and demonstrations of the Spirit. I mean, genuine demonstrations of the Spirit. And we were able to sit under people such as Brother Hagen, Oral Roberts, Norval Hayes, Lester Summerall, R.W. Shambach, to, to name a few. And so we, we would sit under them, and so we saw and we experienced the power of God and the manifestations of the, of the Spirit of God. And so, and you know, you go into the churches, and, and when you went to church, you were going there in full anticipation of God showing up and God doing something. Well, then what took place, I, I believe, because... Everyone was so hungry for it. Pretty soon, as some of those earlier years, you start seeing more manifestations of the flesh. And really, it was a result 
of people just being so hungry and wanting God to move, but the mistake we made, we were trying to, instead of moving with God, we were trying to move God. But it was really out of hunger. It was really out of, and, but then what took place is we, things begin to move over to more of the practical side of ministry. And the, you know, the, what the, you know, the problem with that was, is what we ended up doing is kind of throwing out the supernatural. And what we're trying to do, we're trying to, um, what I believe God was doing at that time was trying to avoid having a church of granola bars. What do you mean granola bars? Nuts, fruits, and flakes. <laughs> and so, and so, and so that, that balanced it, but then we took it out of balance. We moved over on the practical side and moved over on into those areas. And we kind of just got away from the move of the Spirit of God. There was, a, there was a season there when it, it was like that. But now, and so the whole thing, the reason I said that, because back then it was, and Pastor John had taught this in one of his recent classes, back then it was all about the minister, really. And so you'd hear about this minister being there or that minister would be there. And so you would go to those meetings hungry, but it was a minister that had the, that, that was drawing the people and, and getting the attention of the people. But now I believe we're, we're coming into a time that it's going to be demonstrations through the body. It's going to be demonstrations through the body. Christ. It's not going to be about the person. It's going to be about all, all of us. And, and we need to recognize that that's the direction we're going. And so years ago, they say, well, you're all ministers. Realistically, for me, when I wasn't in, in the fivefold ministry, realistically, for me, I thought they were just trying to make me feel kind of good. Well, you're a minister. But you really did. But you thought, no, I got to be one of them if I'm going to be a minister, one of them that are up in a platform if I'm really going to truly be a minister. You're just trying to make me feel good, so I'll do something in the church. And so, and, but no, this is it's just flat out true that he's going to be working through individuals. He's going to be working through the body of Christ. We don't follow the world, right? In other words, the world, they don't call the shots or dictate how we as a church function. But we need to be aware of what's happening out there in the world and, and how they're looking at things so we can reach them. You go back into church history, and you just go back into history of the church, and one of the greatest setbacks for the church and for even revivals, a move of God's and a setback or bottlenecks for the move of the flow of the church was an unwillingness to change or to think outside of the box. And we need to be thinking outside of the box and, and what's going on out there and recognize what, what's going on out there. Because one of the things I've come to notice is that the world is not buying into our formalities. And the world is functioning out there without our formalities. And just say, and just say, for example, you know, you take a, a celebration, a life service, or a funeral. Well, they they figured out out there they don't need a minister to do that. <laughs> and so they'll they'll just do it without. And we need to recognize, and one of the things I've noticed is that they recognize, you know, we really don't need a church. We don't need a church building. We don't need the clergy. We don't need a pastor. We don't need a priest. Or, or we'll just do it on our own. About a year ago, I, I did a celebration of life service in a bar. And, I, and 
that'll take you outside the box. And I'll say there, there was a time back in the early 90s that they'll ask me to go in a bar and do a service. I probably wouldn't have done it because I thought the Holy Spirit's not going to be in that place where all that stuff is going on. And so, and I honestly probably wouldn't have done it. But when I was asked to do that and they told me where it was going to be, I, I just, I said, yes. I said, I'll be there. And so I was, I was doing this service and it was for an old friend of mine that, you know, my, my history is drugs and alcohol and everything. So I had a lot of the old, some of the cronies sitting out in that bar when I was there. But when I come to my, my time to come up and do my part, so when I get up there and didn't bring my Bible with me, I just got up there and started talking about the love of God and what God had done in my life and how good God was and, and how and I, the, my heart was, you just need to know that he is real, that Jesus is real. And so I'm sitting out there ministering, and they're all on the high top tables with their mixed drinks and their beer and everything else. But the thing I noticed, because you would have thought years ago that the Holy Spirit would never show up in that place. You would never get the anointing of God in there anyways. But the anointing of God hit that place. You see, we kind of forget about Jesus going in with the tax collectors. Amen. And so Jesus was going in somewhere along the line. We forgot what he was doing in his ministry. And we thought we had to be sanctified and separated and apart. We do need to be sanctified and separated and apart. I wasn't, I didn't have a tap beer up there when I, when I was doing that. But the whole thing is when we start, when you start talking about the reality of God, when I looked out there to my amazement, they're all glued to me. That's, that's the Holy Ghost. And so we need to realize that we need to go out there and find them. Amen. And we need to be open to where we go and do that. Church is not going to look the same. And we need to be open. I know Pastor John is we need to be open to how church is going to look, where it's going to be held and and who's going to be there. There is a church out in uh, Napa, Wisconsin, that started at at, uh, Booze Bar and Grill. And so... This, this is just recently. So what it was, was you had the owner of the bar, and he started going over, I, I believe it was to Eagle Brook, where one of the Eagle Brook's campuses. And so he started going over to that church, and then COVID hit, and COVID shut down, shut down the, uh, the churches. And so after a while, he said, well, we still want to meet, of course, Wisconsin, which is a good state to live in. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have the pastor living over there, so I can can say it. But at least they were opening up. And so the owner of the bar and grill had decided we need to keep getting together. So he says, I'm going to open my bar up. And he says, I'll open it up on Monday night. And and I might not have a lot of this exact. He says, I'm going to open it up on Monday night. And he says, and, and people will come in and we'll, we'll share. We have fellowship. And what they did is he took the Sunday service from, from, the, from the main campus and they showed it up on the big screen. And so they held church in Booze Bar and Grill. Pretty cool. <laughs> and so, it's, of course, as, as time went on, they, now, they, now they, have, they, had, uh, start, they got a building and he started the church. And they just recently had their first service, and there was like 109 people that showed up at their first service. We need to think outside the box. And so we need to realize that we are in a day, in an hour. That's exciting. You know, we, we quote the scripture for such a time as this. 
But it is, we are here for such a time as this. And it's exciting. It's, I mean, some, I wish I was just 30 years younger again. <laughs> so, so I could just start all over again. But one of the things that, as, as I got older and I was going to ministers' meetings, one of the things, because when we came through the time of Brother Hagen and, and back in the early 80s and, and through, we were all about the same age. We were all pretty much in our 30s and, and uh, 20s and in our 30s. Well, now we're all in our 60s and 70s. And so one of the things they were hammering us is you need to start duplicating yourself. And, and that's what we're doing here. We're trying to duplicate ourselves. And, and so, and, and to impart the things that we know. And so, but as, so we are called. And everyone in here is called. And everyone in here is equipped. And you never know what you will be called on to do. Because you don't have to have Rev in front of your name to do a celebration of life service. You don't have to have Rev in front of your name to baptize someone. You don't have to have Rev in front of your name to do a baby dedication. You may be maybe a wedding because you got to sign you got to sign the license, but but we we need to be ready anytime, any place. So it's good to be equipped, right? It's good to be to be ready. It's, you know, the Word of God talks about study to show yourself approved. That one of the, th- the things that a word approved means is to be accepted. So we want to make sure that they do accept what we say. So we want to so know some things. We want to be aware of some things. You never know where you'd be called to do music in a bar for a celebration of life service and recognizing that you can bring the anointing of God in there. So how much to have the rich things that are, that are being taught in worship? You never know. You never know who is going to come knocking on your door that would never, ever step foot in a counselor's office or, or in a pastoral office. And you have the, the, the courses of pastoral counseling and different ways of counseling minister to you. You can be somewhat equipped when they come in because it's, just, it's going to be a different time. Because there's going to be a surge of the Spirit of God. There's going to be a surge of the demonstration of the Spirit of God. And it's not going to pop out of the building. It will be happening in the building. We don't throw all that out. We do need a five-fold ministry. We don't throw that out. But we need to realize that everyone sitting out here has a capacity in them. We are all, you know, we are spirit, soul, and body. And we are one-third wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. And so, and each one of us in here have the same power, the, the same ability to, to go out there and to lay hands on the sick, to raise the dead, and, 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 and to set people and see people set free. So that's why, you know, MTC is a part of the RVFM vision. It covers the practical side. And that's why, you know, we have, we have Karis going through here to equip. But you need to be ready to be used. Because God is going to use all of us, and it's going to be exciting. When I, when I, when I pastored, and, and, and these things, I saw these things 10, 15 years ago. I just thought, they're, they're, this is all going to work through the body of Christ. This is all going to be flowing through individuals. And even in the church, you know, we, I'd, I'd always say, you know, anticipate and expect to be used of God. And I always say, you know, in the church, there's so much presence of God in a church, that people come into church and go, well, who's the pastor of that church? I have no idea. I just know God shows up there. <laughs> Amen? And that's what we want to see. 
And that's what we want to happen. Amen. Amen. Pastor. So we are planning on MTC for next year. Um, there are a few details that we still need to work out. And so you can watch and listen for more details in the next couple of months. And if you have any, any questions regarding MTC, you can be, can see Brad or I about that. Pastor John. Amen. So 2002, 20 years ago, uh, Pastor Dan and Claudia uh, let me know that they were going to be uh, leaving here. They were the founders of this church and are the founders of this church. And they let me know they were going to be leaving. And, and we started to talk about transition and myself being uh, becoming the pastor here. And at the time, Pastor Dan says, uh, what, what, what's your vision? Tell me your vision. What? Well, I want you to write down your vision. I thought, great. I have to do another assignment. You know, I mean, you think after after college, you know, you don't have to do assignments anymore. But he said, uh, write down your vision. And I said, I wrote down a number of things. Well, interestingly enough, I mean, I twenty years later, uh, you know, uh, didn't have a name for it at that time, but it was a a, a ministry training school was part of that. 20 years ago. And it took 20 years to happen. We tried all kinds of different things early on. You know, they, we actually had a Bible school here that we ran on Wednesday nights. The only person who ever graduated from it was Gwen Roden. Where's Gwen? <laughs> Gwen, way out in the hallway out there. Um, and, and that just, it just didn't work the, what was in my heart. I mean, and we prayed about it and I prayed about it and prayed and nothing it seemed to work. We tried different things. We looked into different ideas, just never flowed. And then one day, uh, Pastor Peter came and says, what do you think about me going to Karis? You know, what do you think about, you know, going to Karis? He had been working here for a couple of years at that point. And I said, that'd be an awesome idea. I think you should do that. And so he started driving over to Plymouth, uh, twice a month and doing their, their, uh, hybrid school there. And then after doing a few months, he said, Said, he said, well, what do you think about Karis coming here? And I was like, hallelujah. Yeah, it's exactly what we need to have happen. We need to, have, I've, I've wanted a Bible school here. And, and Karis ran here for two years. And then through their administrative decisions, um, there, it's now back over in uh, Plymouth for, uh, only. But we've had, I mean, almost 30 some students from this church go through Karis in the past four years. And so, praise God. That's very exciting. Exciting. So as far as having a Bible school here, it's this the next best thing. We're, we're, we, we haven't, we're going to continue to support that and encourage that. But the, there's, you know, with that, you've heard a number of people mention RVFM, River Valley Fellowship of Ministries. If you're new here, you may have heard it, but you don't really know what that is. River Valley Fellowship of Ministries is a ministry that we started here two and a half, almost three years ago now, that oversees the, the church planting vision uh, in the St. Croix River Valley. God has put it in our heart to by the year uh, 20, uh, what, what year is this? 2027. By the year 2027, to have 24 churches in the St. Croix River Valley, a network of 24 churches. Well, to do that, you have to have people ready to minister. You have to have people ready to step in. And so within that, we, you know, I've been praying about, you know, it's one thing to have Bible knowledge, but it's also very important to have a ministry knowledge, ministry experience and knowledge. And so with that, when, when Pastor Brad and Jean came to me uh, last summer and said, you know, this is what's on our heart. 
I was like, yes, here we go. Another step in that direction. And they have done a phenomenal job this last year. Let's give them a warm welcome. Well, well warm. Rick, please stand. Just go ahead and stand for just a moment. They have done an absolutely amazing job this year, putting this together, coordinating it, working with Jamie. I mean, just all of those things are, it's just, it's, it takes a special anointing from God to be able to do all that they've done. I've missed you, Jamie. I haven't, I haven't, I, okay, okay, moving on. Okay, so, but also 20 years ago, one of the things that hit me immediately when I knew that I was going to be the senior pastor and began to work, I looked around this room and I, I, I thought, my goodness, this is a, a collection of some of the most amazing people I have ever met. And that's only grown over the last 20 years. It has expanded. There are more. And there are more new people coming all the time. And, and people are coming in with talent and, and anointing and giftings and callings. And it's just, I remember 20 years ago going, Lord, I just, my first prayer was, Lord, don't let me screw this up. And what he's doing is he's building that team, that, that team of, of ministers uh, and not with a rev in front of their name, but a team of, of the body of Christ ready to minister to this lost and dying world. That's what this is all about. That's, it, is, it is absolutely amazing to me what God is doing and what he's going to do as we move forward. I look forward to next year already and all that's going to happen. And please sign up and let, let them know we, we make it very cost efficient. I mean, we, we charge $100. We charge you $100 to come. And that's only so you don't quit after the first week. And now just... But we, uh, it, it, is, it is something that if you talk to any of these students, they're going to tell you how important, how much they learned this last year. And those, those uh, uh, testimonials really, really blessed me. And so I'm just so excited about what God is doing throughout this whole ministry. And today was a good day to celebrate that. Amen?